Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here, and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I want to help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Do you ever wonder what is really holding you back from taking action and growing your business? You've invested in programs. Maybe you've invested in coaching. You've invested in yourself. You're reading, you're consuming, you're looking things up, and you can't quite get yourself to take action. And you know what to do, but you can't get yourself to do it. If that's you, this podcast episode is going to bless you, and you're going to get to see a real-life coaching session with a client who is wrestling with the same thing. And what I do through this coaching session is I help her get to the underlying reason. I help expose the real reason why she's not taking action, which when we remove that lie, we take it captive, we make it obedient to Christ. And then she uses this information to transform her mind, to transform her life, which transforms her business, you will get to see the breakthrough that she gets. By the way, if you are there and this podcast episode speaks to you and you would like to book a one-on-one session with me, a one-off, I am offering those this summer where I will offer just a simple one-on-one coaching session to help you get to the root of what lie you're believing to help you scale. I would love to hold space for you and help you expose the lies in your heart that are the real reason why you are stuck. If you would like that, check out the link in the show notes. This is the first time we've done this on the podcast, so I hope you enjoy today's episode. The biggest thing that has been holding me back from doing and getting to where I want to be in my business is just taking action, actually doing the work. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, what do you when when you say do the work, what work? Doing the tasks that I need to do, even just simple tasks that need to get done. I am somebody who consumes <laughs> a lot. And I feel like if the more I consume, the more knowledge that I get, then I can create this perfect business. But then I get stuck consuming that I don't ever actually take action on the things that I'm learning Mm. and then by the time I'm ready to take action then it's like oh I kind of forgot what I was supposed to do (laughs) yeah like is that kind of you know what we talk about like analysis paralysis or consumption mode right it's almost like an an analyzing everything so much that you get so much information well you are a coach and so you there are so many coaches right 
Um, so finding your information from so many different people. So tell me a little, you said, I feel like I need more information. What do you think makes you think that you need more? Uh, truth be told, it's my, I have this fear that if I don't do it perfect, then it's going to fail. Or I have this fear of I don't want to fail the people that I'm serving, which is why I feel like I need more information mm-hmm. um, to do things, quote unquote, properly <laughs> or quote unquote, perfect. Yeah, properly. Oh man, that's a good one. Like to do the things perfect, proper, properly. And I think this is such a, and I thank you so much for sharing and just, you know, because even though as believers, we know the only perfect person who walked the earth in physical form was Jesus. And yet we still have these thoughts that it has to be perfect. Um, Mm Do you feel like you have lived that way your whole life or is that, is that kind of reared its ugly head uh, in the entrepreneurial world? Um, it's definitely, it's something that's definitely popped up in the entrepreneurial world because perfectionism is not me at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not that way in my day to day life. And I personally think the reason why I'm like this when it comes to coaching is because I've got people relying on me. That's how I feel is I've got clients that are relying on me to help them get their breakthrough and help them make this progress. And I don't want to fail. I don't want to be the person that messes them up even more. (laughs) I want to be the person that helps them seek their goal that they're coming to me for. Yeah, that's so... You said the, you said like the golden phrase, I've got people relying on me and I have to, I have to fulfill that. What if you could rephrase that sentence as a coach? And maybe I'll ask you this. What do you believe a coach does? Coaches people. Right. Yeah. And in coaching, what's the main goal? What's the main goal? Right. Yeah. Um, to me, a coach helps you get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. That's just like the listeners version of how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. And who determines point A and point B? My clients do. Mm-hmm. And who walks from point A to point B? I do with them. Mm-hmm. If you go a step ahead of them, do they get there? What I mean by that is if you're out of sync, like let's say you, if you kept, you know, you take five more steps and they choose not to take five more steps, are they getting any further? No. So are your clients relying on you to get them there? Or is that a thought? Who really gets them there? They get themselves there. Mm-hmm. If they have, if they're not doing the work, then they're not going to actually get from point A to point B. Right. Like, okay, so I'll take um, working out. Like, we're no strangers to the fitness, right? And the working out. Okay, so oh, yeah. if 
you have the meal plan, you have the fitness program, you have the the miracle pill or shake or whatever it is, and you don't do it, it doesn't do anything, right? You could be the best coach in the world, have the best questions, have the best program, have the best pricing, have the best whatever. And who is the person that's responsible for getting from point A to point B? Yep, my client. So then what are they paying you for? They're basically paying me to guide them, to support them. Guide them, support them. Encourager. Mm-hmm. And to help them, you know, see things from a different standpoint and get to the root of things. Mm-hmm. So this, I've got people relying on me. You know, how is that serving? How's that serving you? Because if when I say that, and when you say that, what in your body, what's your body telling you when you say that? It's honestly very stressful and heavy. Stressful and heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, do you like that feeling? Not at all. No. Because I'm like, coaching is so stinking fun. It is so fun. It is the best thing ever. I love it. I could do it all day long. I would do it all day long if God let me and my family would let me. But, you know, we've got boundaries. (laughs) So what is the difference between you and me? I think this is so fun. You're having fun. (laughs) I'm having a good time. And you're over here. You're over here with this weight on your shoulders you're literally think you have to carry your client on your shoulders or your back and walk across that bridging the gap right I'm like let's sometimes we cry on that bridge as coaches right our clients sometimes like you when you said get to the root of things sometimes you cry on that bridge and you really don't make sometimes you have to sit in your stuff for a little bit like Joe we had to sit in the dirt Sometimes it doesn't really like forward doesn't always necessarily mean a forward motion. And so coaching looks a lot of different ways, depending on what the client needs, but you carrying the weight on your shoulder of I've got people relying on me is weighing you down. And it's preventing you from doing the very thing that you're called to do and that you want to do. Yeah. If I do, I, when I'm in the sessions with my client, I love it so much. I do. It's so much fun talking to them and helping them. It's just that initial getting there. Tell me a little bit more about that. What's the initial getting there? Tell me, tell me what you mean by that. Um, even, oh man, even before I even jump on calls with clients, I will feel extremely nervous and, and just worried because I have that initial fear of, I don't want to fail them. I don't want to fail them. Lord, let this be a good session. <laughs> I don't want them to leave thinking, I got nothing out of this. <laughs> that was a waste of my time. Um, and even before that, the my daily activities of things to do 
it's the fear of, you know, I want to connect with this person. Oh man, I could really help this person when I'm talking back and forth with them. But then it's like, wait, can I? Should I? Maybe I should send them to so and so. They're so much better at this than I am. Just that initial heaviness of, I don't want to fail you. <laughs> I don't want to fail you. Let's define that. What does that mean to you when you are thinking, I don't want to fail this person? What does that mean? I don't want them to think that they wasted their time or their money working with me. I don't want them to feel like they could have gone elsewhere. Um, and gotten more out of somebody else and that it was just silly. I want to leave them better than when they first met me. And the ironic thing is that very thought is keeping you from helping them. Okay, so we know the thought. I've got people relying on me. I I don't want to fail people. Those are some looming subconscious, probably in your marketing, subconscious language coming out, right? Your body language in a call. So we know that's that's not, or should I ask you, is that serving you? Um, no, because I'm not really... <laughs> Uh, no, it's not, especially when it comes to my marketing, because I just don't, I get paralyzed. And you get paralyzed because your brain's trying to keep you safe. Your brain's yeah. trying to keep you from hurting somebody else. When in reality, you're actually hurting yourself and hurting other people because you're not showing up in your fullness. Mm. So we've captured the thought. The Bible says, take every thought captive, make it obedient to Christ. What, what do you want to think about coaching? What do you want to think about serving people and that you have people relying on you or counting on you? You have people, if I could put like a word and you fill in the blank, like a little Mad Lib, I have people blank on me instead of relying on me. Um, I have people, what else could you put in there? I have people coming to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, but for like a word of importance to flip it from relying on me, I have people. Oh, like everything I think of is just negative. It's like a negative turn of words. Um. That I've just been, I've been thinking that I've had people relying on me for so long that it's just the thing that's just stuck in my head. It's just, they're relying on me. They're relying on me. And I want to say I have people needing me, but I feel like that's just as heavy mm-hmm. as relying. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that you're recognizing that's not really a good substitute either. So what are they? Yeah. I've got people 
I've got people coming to me. I've got people connecting with me. I've got people encouraged by me. Keep them coming. I've got people influenced by me, even though I really don't like the word influence. <laughs> we are all influencers. We could dig into that. But we don't have time today for that. Influenced by you. Okay. What else? Um, I have people. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> On the tip of your tongue and you're, you're, you're struggling to say it. I want to say affected by me, but that also feels heavy. It feels negative to say affected. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. That's good. So listen, this is so good. You're wrecking a feeling comes after a thought. And so these feelings that you have, you're paying attention to them. You're like, I don't, I don't think that that doesn't feel good either. Why? Because there's a thought attached to that. That's not good. I want to repeat back to a few of the ones that you said that were, you were on the right path. I have people encouraged by me. I have people influenced by me. I have people who are coming to me. I have people who blank to work with me. I have people wanting to work with me. I have people desiring to work with me. That feels so much better. (laughs) Yes. Um, I feel lighter. Not so stressful whatsoever. Excited? Yeah. Anticipating? Maybe makes you want to go do a reel or a post maybe? I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Right? So your feelings, stressful and heavy, those came from the thought, I've got people relying on me. I can't fail them. I have them relying on me and I don't want them to think that I'm a waste of time. That is what's actually sabotaging you. Cause you said even the little things, even the easy things, it really has nothing to do with you being lazy or you being, um, you know, there's all kinds of factors that can go into the tasks and whatnot, but it has much more to do with you believing that you well, a couple things probably. One, that you might fail somebody and that feels super heavy to you. I want you to replace that with, I might change somebody's life. And from that, I might change a generation and a family and a home. And then they get to have a ripple effect on other people. But the thought, I don't want people to think I was a waste of time. I don't want to, I don't want to fail them. I, they have, they're relying on me. I have to show, I have to be there. Everything. What is that making you for them? The first thing that popped into my head was an idol. And that's not, that's not my place. That's not my place at all. Like God is supposed to be there. Everything. Not me. That's why there's so much pressure. You weren't meant to be God. That's a, that's like a pride kicker. <laughs> like, not like it's just, it is, it's a, yeah. Well, it's a, who do I think that I am? 
Yes. Right. Up, it is. Yeah. It is. And because you have the spirit of holiness inside of you, girl, you are, you are somebody, you do carry something. There are people who, dare I say, they need what you have. They do need what you have, but they need what you have because they want it. And because God's walked you through things that they haven't, and they need you to turn around and help them bridge the gap to get from where they are to where they want to go. But they have to make a lot of choices on their own. Coaching is not consulting. Coaching is not counseling. Coaching is walking with some someone through their journey, right? And we do a little bit of consulting and a little bit of counseling in coaching, right? Because it just kind of, but it's really you helping guide them. You're a vessel. You're a vessel, right? To guide them to truth. Jesus is the truth. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the light. So when you put that pressure on that, I've got people relying on me. What if it was, I've got people relying on the Jesus in me and I can do this. That is so good. That is, that shifts my, instantly shifts my mind around what I do. Because it's, it's not about me. At the end of the day, my coaching business is not about, it's about my clients and it's about God. And it's about doing the work that he has called me to do. And it's not about me. I'm just his vessel to get it done. Yep. And the enemy tricked you to think that this is all your, if this goes bad, it's all your fault. And if this goes yep. good, I don't know. He doesn't, he's not even letting you think, or you're not even letting yourself think about the good. I'm like, girl, you, I've watched you for years. I love you. I adore you. That's why I wanted to talk to you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> help her. Um, people are encouraged by you. I've been encouraged by you. People are influenced by you. I've been influenced by you. You do have people who want to work with you, but until you make that offer, right? And yeah. with confidence, knowing it's not, it's not just me. It's the Jesus in me. It is lit. I'm reading the Peshitta this year. It's the Aramaic translation of scripture. It's like, and anytime they refer to the Holy Spirit, they call, they refer to him as the spirit of holiness. I don't know about you, but that just hits me in a deep way. And I'm like, yes, like I have the spirit of holiness inside. You have the spirit of holiness inside of you that when you're in a coaching call, I will just, you know, I'm taking coach mode off and just sharing with you my heart a little bit. I used to do the same thing. And so I don't, I don't say any of this out of like, oh, I'm the perfect coach and I figured it out and I still do coaching. I'm not perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect coach. And that's the other thing when you're getting information from a lot of different people, right? You're getting other people's perspective. And so that might not be like what God leads you to or how he's, I I believe God has blueprints and strategies that are very specific to your divine, the way that God made you and the gifts he's given you and the anointing that you have. Um, So all that to say, I used to sit next to me in a coaching call with a book of questions. Like I had stacks of coaching questions. And I was terrified to one, not know what to say, two, ask the wrong question. Can I just tell you, anyone who's listening to this, who's like a coach or wants to be a coach, there really is no bad question. There are better questions, but there really is no bad question because a question just lets someone talk. And in that oftentimes is when the revelation comes just that they get to talk. Yeah, there are better questions, but there's no bad question. I would sit here with these coaching and I would like try not let the people see you know and I'm like 
looking and trying to, and, and when I finally released myself of the pressure of being the Holy Spirit of knowing everything or Jesus or their savior or their, you know, whatever coaching became really fun. I put those coaching question books away and I was like, I don't need those. I have the spirit of holiness inside of me. And I trust him and he's called me to this. And so here we are. So just as a reminder, like this is another great tip when you have, and I love that you, as you were trying to come up with another word to put in that blank, it was like stuff was still wasn't hitting right. You're like, that still feels kind of yucky. And I love, pay attention to those words that are pressure filled, stress filled, heavy, um, and what can you replace with those? And that's what your brain was trying to find another solution. So some of my favorite ones are when we say something like, I need, I have, I must, like, I need to help these people. I have to help these people. I must have the right question or I, I, sh- I should know better. Any of those, you can replace those with, I, I want, I want to help people. I can help people. I'm choosing to partner with the Lord and just see what happens here. Um, I can, can, can want to choose to. Those are great alternatives to need, have to, must, should. Those pressure filled words, they rob us of the joy of the very thing that we get to do. So your new, your new sentence is I've got people relying on G on the Jesus in me. So I'm going to let that Jesus show up. In every call, in every post, in every email, in every discovery call, whatever, however you run your business. And that's the, that's the light. Can I tell you how much I needed to hear that right now? Like, <laughs> no joke. In this season of my life and my business, I, that is exactly what I needed to hear. Just this morning, I'm gonna cry. Just this morning, um, when I was praying, I was saying, Lord, I know I have been prideful in all the ways, all the areas, all the ways possible. And I need you to just fill me up my pride. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how. But kill me of my pride and help humble me and get me to the place that I need to be. So I feel like he was using me to do that for me today in my business <laughs> because I needed to hear that. And I needed that switch of this is what it needs to look like and sound like from here on out, taking Sierra out of it and putting him back into it and making him the thunder. So thank you. Yeah, and not because Sierra is bad, but because Sierra minus Jesus, Sierra minus the Holy Spirit is never going to be enough. And it it would be less than what God has for these people. And he's chosen you as a vessel. And I just want to speak to that too, like, um, God did this in the most gentle and kind way because love is what leads us to repentance. And God's loving you. He's loving you saying, baby girl, I didn't call you to this and le- le- leave you hanging with not the right tools and resources. You don't have to do this on your own. 
you've got me inside of you. We're going to do, we're going to co-labor. Listen, we as Christians know all these verses, but then when it comes to real life and it's like, oh, oh, that's co-laboring, right? I've got people relying on the Jesus in me. I'm going to show up with that. Okay, let's do this. As opposed to, oh my gosh, I do not feel, I don't feel adequate. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel qualified. I don't, am I ready for this? And God loves you so much. And he loves the people you're called to serve so much that he's like, you know, we think pride is a haughty, like, oh, look at me. Pride, it can be, there's false humility too. So there's humility and there's also false humility. Like, well, I'm just not, I'm not still about you. And it's again, like what you said, it's, it was more on like you and what you are doing as opposed to, I am a vessel that Jesus wants to use to bring these women to freedom. And Jesus just gave you freedom today. Thank you. You're so welcome. 